0: to the Eurowhat episode number 50 for the week of May 6, 2019. I'm Mike McComb and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike and our special guest Dave Steves. Hey Dave. Hello, hello. We are a bunch of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about the six songs that are automatically qualified to go into the grand final. How's everyone doing this week?
1: I am doing great. There is a constant stream of Atari videos just flowing into my veins. I'm in a good place, y'all.
2: Awesome. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm entering the media blackout that I usually go into before a Eurovision because I do not want to know anything about the rehearsals. Um, so, yeah, I've gone from like completely doing deep dives on everything to like trying to avoid everything new.
0: That kind of hints to what's going on this week. Uh, Rehearsals are underway in Tel Aviv right now. Uh, By the time this episode drops, uh, all of the semifinalists would have gone through their first rehearsals. And they're taking the day off on Wednesday and then picking up with rehearsals again on Thursday. Uh, We're holding off on all rehearsal talk until next week, uh, just so that we can have kind of a full picture of what's going on. And uh, there's already a lot of drama. Already looking forward to talking about it. But
1: (laughs) Yes, I I, I have so many thoughts that I am just saving for next week. Yes.
0: But since we have Dave here this week, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about all of the language stuff that's been happening this year. Uh, it makes it sound like there's been a lot of swearing at Eurovision. That's not what I mean. Um, it's uh, Everyone's language has been filthy. This just happens to be a year where there's a lot of non-English. And yeah, Dave and I have been kind of just talking about like how
2: awesome that's been. Because um, Dave, you're still relatively new to Eurovision, right? Yeah, I uh, the first Eurovision that I watched was 2014. Uh, so this is only going to be my sixth Um but yeah, for the last couple of years, I've thought it was unusual that I I have never heard an, a Eurovision entry in German or Dutch or uh, a bunch of other like fairly major languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still there's still no Dutch, uh, but this year there were there are eight languages that I've never heard in the in the song contest. Including German, uh, oddly from Denmark, yeah. and, not a, <laughs> and not an actual German-speaking country. <laughs>
0: yeah, like one of my favorite French-language uh, songs is the one that Austria sent a few years back. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's
2: just like, yep,
1: that that
2: tracks. So <laughs> yeah, just like
1: anything can happen yeah. at the Eurovision Song Contest,
2: yeah, except for animals on stage. And this is my yeah, this is my first time hearing Croatian, and even though there was a Croatian entry that was half in Italian, yeah. So yeah. Do you think
0: there's a reason why non-English I think it might... has been so popular recently? Because I remember, like a few years back, it was just like, oh, there are four entries that do not have English,
2: and this year it's like one third of the field. I think it's because non-English entries have been winning. Um, mm. I, I mean, uh, the Ukrainian entry was half in in Tatar, mm. and then then the Portuguese uh, winner was entirely in Portuguese. True. So I think I think everybody's thinking you don't have to compete in English and. The fans will just appreciate the song on its own, or they'll they'll do the work and get uh, translations into their own language or English.
1: I would definitely agree with that. Also, it could just be the the nature of this year. Is like we have no clue what's gonna do this. Uh, let's this this we're sending this, and it's in Albanian, and that's fine. It's fine. Elsewhere, uh, we have another competitor in the ring that is uh, Eurovision podcasting. It's not a battle, but someone does have to win, and it's going to be us. So we are going to take on uh, the EBU, who has
2: their own Eurovision podcast. Go faker. <laughs> well, they will not be a bunch of Americans talking about Eurovision. They, yeah, we, yeah, we do
1: still have the corner on that.
2: Yes, yes. Although, do they have
0: enough expertise in this area to really give informed critique on what's what's
2: going on in Eurovision? Are you going to America's explain Eurovision to them? Yes, that is exactly my yes, plan. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah, we are the ugly American abroad. <laughs>
1: I wish them success with this venture. I hope they realize that the key to building listenership is regular releases. So they currently have one in the iTunes store, and that's probably just the one they need to be in the iTunes store. So chop, chop, y'all. Chop, chop. They announced this last week that they're dropping it. And it sounds like
0: part of it is it's like a behind the scenes documentary type series.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's the scenes right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they they do have to collect all the content. And I'm just uh, like... A, It'd be great if it was just like an episode a week and that like following a different delegation and then like, or I don't know, kind of like the Good Place podcast in a way, Mm, but. mm. Ooh, I like the idea of that. When is the next episode going to drop? Because so far it's just been, oh yeah, we're doing this thing. And then nothing like they, they haven't even announced when the, when the first real episode is happening. So
1: get on it, please. Watch watch that space. (laughs) It will will debut Um, uh,
2: in time for uh, Eurovision Asia. There we go. There we go. Just just schedule everything
1: for when Eurovision Asia starts, and then deal with the the April Ludgate esque situation that follows. That's a that's the reference that everyone mm. gets. <laughs> uh, and then the other big news, uh, as our senior Atari correspondent, everything is big news. But uh, last Wednesday they opened a merch store, and at first I thought it was just gonna be a pop up shop because I subscribed to the Facebook and saw that it was just a just a Facebook event. Uh, but later that day, uh, it opened online as well. Shipping is not currently available to the U.S. Aww. but I did I did email them just just to check. Hey guys, uh, I would like to pay you money for a T-shirt and help uh, destroy capitalism. How can I do this? And then had a brief moment of trying to figure out if that needed to go to merch at Hatari.is or uh, capitalism at Hatari.is because <laughs> it did feel related <laughs> to both issues. It felt both. Both a merch thing, since I c- can't get it shipped to my house, mm-hmm. and capitalism related, since do I really need a Hatari T-shirt? Yeah, and they are separate email addresses. Uh, and I was shocked to get a a response same day uh, saying oh, wow. that they are working on the, they are working on the problem. Nice. So, yeah, start saving your money because there is some sort of collaboration that's going to be announced. I'm hoping it's tracksuits, y'all. I'm hoping it's tracksuits. Oh, that would
0: be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I took a peek at their store. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like t-shirts, sweatshirts. The items that caught my eye were busts. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't recall what the medium was, but uh, the going rate for it is 50,000 euro plus shipping. Uh, yeah, plus, well, yeah, sh- those things are heavy. Shipping's going to be extra. <laughs> I don't know if we should try to get a crowdfunding situation, start the shrine, but uh, <laughs> I I would love it if somebody
1: did actually purchase one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will keep an eye in the Hitari column of TweetDuck just in there case. There we go.
0: Since we've completed our discussions on the semifinals, all we have left are the six countries that have automatically qualified for the final. Uh, those are the big five of Spain. France, Italy, United Kingdom, and Germany, and our host country, Israel. Uh, So those six don't have to bother with the semifinals. They'll still participate. Three of them will be voting in the first semifinal. The other three will be voting in the second semifinal, Uh, but they're automatically – in next Saturday's grand final, we'll be talking about their songs and how we think they're going to do in the overall competition, because we don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to qualify. And I have a feeling with a couple of these, they're glad that, that, yes. that that's there not part of the discussion. They should be, they should be <laughs> thanking
1: their lucky stars on that one. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So we're going to cover these in the order that they were announced. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get started with the, the first one to be announced spain which is mickey and lavenda
2: what do you guys make of the revamped lavenda i liked the original a lot um and i am okay with the revamp except that it used to end with a, a little fanfare, and now it just kind of fizzles. And so, I I have an issue with the new ending. But mm. uh, aside from that, I really do like the entry.
1: I, I think uh, Mike, I pre- I explained my reaction to the change by point by posting a link of that painting that the lady in Spain uh, oh, yeah. helped out that monastery. <laughs> like that is my feeling about this song. Is what did you do? <laughs> what did you do to this thing I like so much? Uh, because they they. Moved all of the horns to, like, the back and added guitars in a way that I do not like. I think why I'm mad is that I really love this song lyrically. Like, I looked up what the lyrics mean. Uh, Admittedly, Google Translate was for a while
2: telling me that Lavenda was the bandage, which made sense. It also means the sail. So it's kind of a pun. Because the first couple of lines are talking about selling yourself and... and... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, and the translation I found that reads a little bit better uh, is The Blindfold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, like, I love that this song is this very empowering thing. It's about, no, you have everything within you. You can see clearly now. And they muddied up all of the instrumentation.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way of describing it. Uh, Like, I loved the original... Performance uh, like at at their national final and really uh, be, being in Portugal for last year's contest, uh, Spain had a very strong presence there, and mm-hmm. I just became like a total Spain stan. Not because of their song last year, because that one was really boring, <laughs> but uh, just like the whole. Attitude uh, of mm-hmm. like just how enthusiastic Spain was. So it was like okay, I'm on board with that. And then just seeing the performance at the national finals, like there's so much energy, so much charisma, uh, and uh, I was really drawn to it. And even though the revamp has really kind of dulled the sparkle uh, of of the song, I think Mickey still is able to deliver on that charisma. He he closed out the Madrid pre party uh, a few weeks ago, and I thought that performance was just as strong if not a little bit better. I mean granted it didn't have like the full staging that the national final performance did, but it it kind of renewed my confidence. It's like, oh, this could be this could be a contender if it's positioned correctly in the grand final. And yeah, the thing is I think if Spain draws the first half, they're probably going to open the show. If they draw the second half, they're probably going to close the show cuz the show the song just kind of has that sort of bookend
2: yeah, I, I agree.
0: yeah i think if they open the show that's probably not great just because that's just th- there's a lot that's going to be happening after that performance but yeah um yeah if they close the show i don't know if that's going to be enough to win I, I i i don't think spain has the momentum right now to clinch the win yeah, but they'll definitely do much better than they've done in the scoreboard since um always i don't <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but yeah like i i i think if this one draws second half I'm not sure I see it closing, but I could see them like opening up like the the second half
2: of the show. Yeah, I, I see it as a way to like, I'm sorry, as yeah. a way to just sort of give it a jolt in the arm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I, I see it more as a get the party started song rather than send people off happy. Uh, just mm. just lyrically, I think it works better as a, a get things started song. This is yeah, this is one of the ones that when it comes up in my playlist, always gets gets played the full way through. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I'm I'm very confident would make it to the finals on its own merits. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is again
0: not common for Spain entries, I think, or at least for the last several at least years. For the last two years, yeah. 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 So good job, Spain. Very happy with this one. So the next one that we're going to talk about comes from France. And Bilal Hassani's Hua. I practiced that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Formidable. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah shining bright
0: So Bilal won Destination Eurovision back in January and got through almost entirely by the public vote. By day, he is a very popular YouTuber and uh, just released an album. Before his YouTube gig, uh, he competed on The Voice Kids, uh, got knocked out in the battle rounds, uh, but uh, in preparation for Destination Eurovision, connected with Madame Miseu, who uh, represented France last year, uh, and they co-wrote the song. Bilal's a pretty interesting character. He's uh 19, uh of Moroccan descent and very popular in the LGBTQ community. Fond of Whigs, has many names for many wigs. Uh yep. well, what do folks think of this song? Uh Dave, I'll start with you.
2: We watched the uh the French selection process together, mm-hmm. and um it just struck me out what a what a rich field it was. Like there was not a, a clunker in the mix uh when it got down to the finals. And I, I like the song a lot. And um, it hasn't aged that great with me. Like I've kind of forgotten about it from time to time, because just there's there's kind of a million songs of this ilk, particularly at Eurovision. There's a, the whole subgenre <laughs> of empowerment yeah. uh, of various kinds. Um, but I think it's a good song, like Madame Michaud's, uh song last year. Like you don't need to know a whole lot of French to understand it. I don't think that's a great thing i I in general would prefer like more challenging lyrics like in Spain and Italy's entries mm. um but yeah i mean i I think it's a pretty good song. I'm fine with it. It's like like my threshold with the big the big five or the big six is like it, could this conceivably make it to the finals under on its merits and i think I think this would probably that's fair. yeah
1: I, I yeah i I would agree on on that portion of things I think language wise like this feels more dense in terms of french than last year's maybe did but still feels very i, I feel like i know what's going on even if i don't look up the lyrics mm-hmm. and like i applaud how france has gone from like throwing one chorus at the end in english as, as like some sort of concession yeah <laughs> uh, france, to, france okay no. ma- yeah is, maybe we shouldn't just send uh patricia cost to sing a torch song for three minutes mm-hmm. um and like they've been getting better from year to year and last year uh Madame Monsieur's thing was not my thing uh but I like what they did with Bilal and it feels like they've captured something very that that fits who he is as a singer and as a performer like the one thing I am interested about is what is this going to look like in the final because I feel like every time we've seen a performance of this at Destination Eurovision all the way back in January uh it felt like a work in progress mm-hmm. it felt like it's felt like they are they've Got a bunch of elements, and they're not sure which ones to put together. And I'm interested to see which ones they do put together uh, on stage in Tel Aviv.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my takeaway from it as well. Like, th- this is one that has been kind of growing on me. The stage performance part, I think it's going to come down to the vision of the artistic director uh, for their stage performance. Because it seems like Bilal is game for pretty much anything that's thrown his mm-hmm. way, uh, which, which is great. But yeah, I did not care for either of the performances at Destination Eurovision and like I don't even think refined versions of those performances would, would work. I think it needs to just be like a completely new idea that is used. I don't think this one's going to win either. Like I I, I know that France was an early favorite, but I think that's pretty much kind of
1: that's because it was but, January. We didn't have many things to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think people may have also been overestimating the appeal of being a YouTube personality and just being like, oh, this is going to totally win the televote. And it's like, well, yeah, I won the televote in France because he's a celebrity in France. Like, I, I I, don't know how widespread that popularity is. But I think if this performance is done well, France can avoid being underwhelming because that, that's mm-hmm. what happened to them last year. Like, Merci was supposed to be like, a contender for the win. And it was just such an underwhelming performance that they finished in the middle of the field. And yeah, uh, I I think they can avoid that situation again, but correct choices have to have
2: been made at this point. Don't try to get the uh, audience to do dopey hand gestures or anything like that. Don't, (laughs) I will not be holding four fingers behind my head. Yeah. (laughs) I was
0: thinking the exact same thing. It's like, Nope, Nope. That's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: yeah do not make this a participation exercise no no, no one wants that no. wow so with that waluigi noise we move to the united kingdom uh who has sent michael rice who is singing bigger than us it's bigger than us it's bigger than you and
2: me it's bigger than us
1: So Michael Rice got to Tel Aviv by winning Eurovision You Decide. Uh, he's no stranger to uh, the the various British reality singing competitions. He was on X-Factor Season 11, where he was knocked out after boot camp. Uh, and he won a show called All Together Now. And when I looked at the description of how that show worked on Wikipedia, I needed to read it again. And I still do not understand. It's like one versus a hundred. But people are singing with the with the contestants? I don't know. It seems very confusing, and it hasn't gotten renewed for a third season, which makes me think it is too confusing. This song uh, is co-written by John Lundvik, who is Sweden's contestant, which I think is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, you can definitely get sense the DNA in both of those yeah, songs. Well, well, that, especially yeah.
1: because we've heard John Lundvik last year at, at Melfast, mm-hmm. where he did not win, and this year at Melfast, where he did win, and he definitely has... Like,
2: those, all three of these songs feel like they are from the same writer. Mm-hmm. They do, however, this is clearly the B-side yeah. uh, <laughs> of, of uh, To Wait
1: For Love. Lyrically, this feels like what you would give an X-Factor winner where you're not sure if it's going to be a man or a woman or perhaps a group going to win yeah. and like this is this is a moment like this yeah absolutely
0: yeah there there's just so much i can't stand about this oh good you hated yeah, this like, much the so official I video is out now <laughs> oh, yeah. and
1: like it's fine but it just feels okay sure just shoehorn in like a message video i guess
0: well, mm-hmm. yeah but it's just like could you pick maybe one or just three messages like these th- <laughs> these are all the themes that i've picked up from the video women in stem Racism, homophobia, helicopter parenting, astronomy. Like, it's just like all of these like elements. It's just like, what? Is this? And, I, and I don't really get how any of that connects to this mealy mouth message yes, of a song. That, that was my main
1: takeaway from the video. Was like, that's a lot of distraction for a very generic chorus. Yeah.
0: And. And uh, like, if the show Biggest Loser was still on, I could totally see this being used in like the ads, like totally inappropriately. By the way, let me let me be clear <laughs> oh, about yeah, that. No, like, the, the, oh yeah, no, like this could be
1: paired with like. you know this this sunday on nbc right after this is us yeah yeah and uh (laughs) oh oh my this is bigger than us
2: oh oh, Oh, that would be the
0: perfect synergy but and then also just like the really soupy voiced nbc announcer just talking like this about all of the specialness that is going to be happening it's just oh yeah and and for whatever reason like with the English language entries from English speaking countries, not so much Australia, but definitely with like the UK and Ireland, like my brain will rewrite some of the lyrics, uh for, for no good reason. Not not as it like as an editor, just in like kind of a mishearing or wish this is what I was hearing sort of way and yeah like the last part of the chorus I just keep processing as I believe in unicorns and the thing with the teeth <laughs> and it's just like that's not what he's saying and I'm just gonna get really confused if I try to sing along but yeah like this, this song it's just uh
1: despite all of this dunking on, on the song mm-hmm. is like I feel like as a singer, he's singing like from a technical perspective, like he's doing a good job, and he's like he's putting melismas in the place that need
2: that need the melismas. But
1: uh, just the, the whole package is very bland.
2: But, yeah, it's 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 really not working for me on that level, even. And also watching his performance and at the you decide, like he's still, uh, he was just up there flailing his arms, and just nothing felt natural about this. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean that's yeah, that's that's the whole yeah. thing.
2: Like. At, Everything about this is just the
0: singing competition playbook checklist, where it's like, all right, rousing message, stand here, like golden shower fireworks behind Okay, him. good, yeah. good. I was about and to say,
1: the sparks fall from the ceiling during the big end chorus. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's just nothing original about this, or yeah. that, like, you just couldn't, I don't know, just buy at the store, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's so plastic, and
1: they're very good leftovers but they're leftovers
0: yeah yeah which is a shame because he does seem like a really nice kid and is very enthusiastic about this experience but Mm -hmm. yeah this is just i don't know in relation to what the uk has been doing how does this rate
1: i mean i feel i feel ill-equipped to to talk about the like (laughs) what the uk has been doing because i feel like every couple of years the uk is like we're doing something different uh, and I buy it, hook, line, and sink. <laughs> Where I'm just like, yes, it
2: is different, and and then it just tanks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I've I've actually liked the UK's entries the last two years. And uh, the first two years I followed the contest, I was like, why is the UK so bad at this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, this isn't Electro Velvet, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the first one. Um, And yeah, yeah, I liked Suri. I liked, what was her name? Lucy Jones. Lucy Jones. I liked liked that one a lot. I liked both
1: of those songs. More than this one.
2: Yes, quite a bit more. So yeah, I don't know what
1: happened here. I feel like the UK has gone back to the You Decide format, which I think is good. Uh, because internal selection did not work for a while, even when they changed it to they weren't rehabilitating someone's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, like, they, they kept tinkering with the process. And I don't think, like, last year's I thought was good. Uh, this year where they just had, like, three songs sung by two people each and then did, like, a battle royale. I didn't think that necessarily was going to give you the best song yeah. in the end. It also just seemed like they were kind of stacking the deck a little bit because this
0: was the best song of the three. But mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I was not yes. following this process and um, I did yeah.
0: not
1: expect that. So just thinking about this in terms of would this make it on its own merits, I think this would be on the bubble. Really? Because yeah, I, I think we'd be I, on the bubble, and we would be. It would be in like ninth place, and we pushed over by a good performance. But it would, could just as easily be in like twelfth. Yeah,
2: I don't see that happening. Uh, but I mean, I guess I guess we'll never know.
1: Yeah, uh, I, mean, yeah like, I mean,
2: I mean, do I think they would put on a good performance? No. Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking back to uh, when 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 Mike and I were in Portugal, we were talking to a couple of Brits about the contest, and one of them was just like, "I just hope we're on the left side of the board." And I incorrectly predicted that Surrey would be on the left side of the board and I think this is significantly less good but yeah you know I have been surprised I was surprised by Germany last year so yeah yeah it's mm, mm, mm.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> lots of deep humming <laughs> about this song hmm.
1: <laughs> let's just stick you guys in the first half of the final so you guys can blame that there after, we go after yeah. things are done give, give them
0: the two spot everything will yeah be fine. we were in yeah. we were
1: in slot number two we did the best we yeah. could yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's move on to a, a country we're excited about. The fourth one we're talking about today is Italy's entry from Mahmoud, which is called Soldi. Soldi. <laughs> So Mahmoud won Italy's San Remo festival back in February. Uh, before that, uh, he had competed on Italy's version of the X factor back in 2012. Uh, and, uh, Yeah, he just kind of rose through the ranks of this year's San Remo process. Uh, He was in sort of the newcomers category, which uh, like part of the prize for winning that was an entry into like the main festival. And yeah, he had sort of a come from behind victory. Uh, in that, uh, which that was the one that everybody was mad uh, about everything mm-hmm. that was happening. That, that, that was a fun Saturday, but yeah, the song has hit number one in Italy and it's also kind of made some international headlines. Uh, The New York Times had a story about uh, this song shortly after Sanremo because the political leader in Italy uh, was criticizing Mahmoud's win at, at the contest. And then in terms of the Eurovision field, Italy won the OGAE fan vote, the international fan organization all I think it's 44 clubs uh were voting. Yeah, Italy won with 411 points uh beating out Switzerland who had 406 and Netherlands with 401. Uh so yeah, very tight race uh, up at the top there. Uh fourth place went to Norway at 224 points. So, uh I think we know who are the front runners may be for the fan vote this year's contest, but uh, yeah, Ben, what, what do you think of Soldi?
1: Uh, this one has really grown on me as as we've sort of gotten to live with it a little bit. Like, I love how percussive this feels, mm-hmm. but it's also melodic in a way that, like, last year's entry could also be, it could have been, like, very kind of percussive in its lyrical structure, but just felt like I was getting yelled at. Yeah, And then I looked at the lyrics for the first time this week, and, and I was amazed at how sharp those are as well, is that... I had been interpreting this as as just being about money and not about familial relations mm-hmm. and money. And like I dig it even more now.
2: Yeah, Dave, what do you think of this? I have to echo uh, what Ben said. Like, I really like the, it has a nice groove to it. And um, yeah, I did not know what the song was about at first. And when I finally sat down and read the lyrics, it was kind of like reading the lyrics to Semi-Charmed Life. Like the no. uh, <laughs> the, the lyrics kind of <laughs> don't, completely match the feel of the song um but it, but no I but I really like I really like both aspects of it and yeah it's um it's a song that I liked a lot from the beginning and it's it's stuck with me this is one of my favorites
0: I think this may be my pick to win
2: oh it's definitely my pick to win
1: yeah <laughs> it is one that I would like I I have my own pick to win that's very unrealistic but like I would be fine with this winning mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean it it's it's very 2019 pop uh which is not very common in this year's field. Like it, yeah. it, oh like it's like wow, this is very current for Eurovision, but it's also kind of tying together a lot of this year's story threads from the various national selections and like the universe that I'm wildly gesturing at right now, <laughs> where it's just like, <laughs> it was a controversial selection process because like I said, everyone was really bad when this one it's uh, addressing the theme of daddy issues, which is like common in a number of the songs in this year's field, as well as songs that were in other national finals. Uh, it's multilingual. It has the Mediterranean feel it's, Yeah, like, I I think it's just kind of a complete package. Mm -hmm. My only concern about it is perhaps the performance. I thought his performance at the, uh, the San Remo final was kind of uncomfortable, but part of that may have also been... It's a very long festival over the course of a very long week and he mm-hmm. may have just been like at the not not at the end of his rope. that's not that's not the metaphor I'm going for, but like it was just probably tired. and there was a, there was yeah. also a uh, technical
2: malfunction at the start oh, of that's performance, right and he had to start over.
0: That's right. yeah. so he probably was rattled as well. So
2: yeah. yeah, like that's one thing
1: I had not thought of with this song is like I don't know what the performance looks like. And like the bit that I liked of the performance from the, from San Remo, Uh, Was the orchestra in the background doing the claps Mm -hmm. that just can't happen in Tel Aviv. Yeah, I think the audience will get
0: involved with that. Like, uh, with Italy's entry in 2017, where uh, it's the part where, like, everybody screams Ale, like, the audience was well aware that that was their job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Italy's just been such a consistent force since they returned to Eurovision, and... They got to win one of these times. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I also think that this is such a, I mean, the lyrics feel so personal. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the, this is one of the few entries this year where I can't imagine somebody else doing this song. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just yeah. because it's partly in Arabic, but, um, but just because this feels like he's telling his own story and mm-hmm. that's, that's been working the last few years.
0: Yeah. And it, and it, and. I mean, in terms of songs with stories, like it's a relatable story and it's a story that's present. I mean, a lot of these songs just don't have like a resonance story, if if it has mm-hmm. a story at all. And like, like I'm thinking of like Norway's entry, like yeah, it finished fourth with the fans, but like that's what what is the story of that song? Yeah. So well, yeah,
1: and like just picking up what what David said, like the what feels like it has won like the last few years with maybe like a few exceptions here and there has been something that feels very idiosyncratic mm. is, is that this is this song this person i can't imagine anything else in the field pulling this off yeah and i think there are a few entries this year that, that kind of have that same feeling and i think those ones are going to have the strongest chances all right any other thoughts on italy i have many thoughts about italy but well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for another time all right oh, okay Benton. so next on our list is germany and Sisters, and please note the inflection in my voice for the exclamation point that's replacing the I there, with the song Sister. Don't
2: you try to hide it, sister.
1: Sister. Sister. it Esters? sisters that yeah Sis- okay fine sisters uh one unser lead for israel germany's selection process this year uh most importantly they are not sisters you are not going to see a my heritage article about germany's entry this year because they're not actually related I know you might see one in case they found like an interesting story. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure they are trying to find out if they are related in some way that is more than like 28th cousins twice
1: removed. So (laughs) how do we feel about this song? Knowing that fact.
0: I like that. The story of this song is that one of them will probably be murdered at the hand of the other. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, like when we talked about it initially, I said like, this has sort of like a horror movie
2: Possibly single white female vibe oh, about it. No, and... I want I want them to come out in full Gamora and Nebula cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Alternately, just thinking of an older sisters reference, uh, whatever
1: happened to baby James? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> well, they got
0: rid of the lazy Susan uh, part of their performance. So maybe they're going to replace it with like a wheelchair or something. I don't know. Um
2: <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just totally picturing uh, one of them like removing the the lid from the dinner tray <laughs> right <now laughs> as they're singing, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> either that or it's
0: just going to be like an escalating series of pranks and <laughs> like i mean how much how much could they do in three minutes like there's mm-hmm. like whipped cream on the hand and like tickling the nose with a
1: feather <laughs> just like, uh yeah it's uh just a series of hazing one another for three minutes on stage that makes everyone uncomfortable yeah yeah um, um... <laughs> so when I keep so I keep listening to the lyrics of this song because th- that's what we do here on the program as we listen to these songs a lot. Mm-hmm. I have changed my mind from my initial listening, uh, where I thought that this belonged somewhere in like the second act of a Broadway musical where I didn't know any of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this now feels like something that plays at like a pivotal moment of like a modern medical drama, like your Grey's Anatomy or there s- <laughs> or, or something like that, to uh... so really hammer like the emotional point home. That's not just these sisters in the. In the hospital room, they're having issues. It's me and my sister, right? And what, like, one of them has to perform like an emergency appendectomy
0: or something, or
1: or like a kidney transplant or something. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I have warmed to this song, and I remain so cold to it.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of amazed that it's been able to trigger so many pop culture associations with it. Like, I mean, we we like all of us just kind of went on this riff of like all of these things that it reminds us of. So it must be mm-hmm. effective in that regard yeah I, like it's a very I, good I watched blank the wall for us
2: to project things onto. yeah, yeah I, I watched the original I watched the uh the performance and I, I immediately thought frozen mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and I think
0: I think when we watched it like back when it was selected like you also had mentioned wicked
1: uh yeah yes. yeah, yeah yeah there are so many things in pop culture that have sisters Or that have warring siblings, so it's not that hard to drag something up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although the the other one that's on my very long list, apparently, is... uh, (laughs) Did anybody else see the movie Changing Lanes? It was uh, Ben Affleck and... Was it Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know. It's about, like, road rage in Boston. And (laughs) it was real dumb. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah, this song kind of fits into that summer $2 movie night headspace. Yeah, I guess kind of going back into like our our question of the evening. Could this have, could this
2: qualify on its own? I think it would have a pretty good shot, honestly. Like I don't I I like it okay. Um, but it's kind of scratching an itch that not a lot of other songs are scratching. Like how many Entries have harmony in them. Like, there's Montenegro. I was <laughs> say, Montenegro does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not a whole lot else. So, like, yeah. it, it does have a lane that nobody else is really in. Yeah,
0: and they're the only women in the auto qualifiers. There also, is that.
2: Also, I was looking at the uh, the odds, mostly for the, the main competition, but I, I went back and looked at the, uh, the odds for the, the German selection process, and they were the longest of long shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were a late addition to the process they had.
1: So we 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 mentioned earlier that last year we were kind of surprised by how well Germany did. And like, I do not feel like I will have that same feeling this year. Like for, for me, like, I don't think this one would have gotten through on its own merits. I'm weirdly disappointed to hear that they're not doing the turntable thing. Hmm. Like, I didn't think it was a particularly strong staging, but for every reason, I'm going to miss it.
0: I think they did it well. Being able to walk in the sort of synchronization that they needed while on the turntable and like having to harmonize and like they they weren't having to do a lot of like walking and chewing gum type activity like in mm-hmm. that performance which which is impressive
1: okay so i just thought of another pop cultural reference that would very much amuse me staging wise mm-hmm. if while they're singing this song they're also recreating the dance routine for the song sisters in what in irving berlin's white christmas <laughs> 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 I mean, and that can either be like the original one or the one that uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye do afterwards. Mm. I think they've got a lot of options here. And I I'm, I'm, I
0: think this one is probably going to do better than we're expecting, but I think our expectations
2: are pretty low. <laughs> see so... My
1: expectations are at the bottom.
2: Yeah, I think I'm just pleasantly surprised because this is easy. Like, like I said, I've only been following the contest since, 20, since 2014, and this is easily my favorite entry that Germany has ever put forward.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's... Ye-
1: that's fair. Huh. It's not mine, but that I was like the weirdo who liked Ghost a couple years ago, and no one else liked Ghost. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh Germany, <sighs> we love to laugh. Yeah, I,
0: I and to think that they like they won in 2010 and were like on a tear there for a while. I but was yeah,
1: it's... okay, but when they won in 2010, I was very confused. Okay, because I didn't think it was the best song in, in that lineup. Yeah. But who know? You know, yeah. sometimes just incredible charisma can can give things the extra oomph they need yes
0: <laughs> which is giving me an awkward segue into our last entry
2: <laughs> uh
0: which is the host country of israel and kobe marimi with the song home
2: i am someone and now i'm done i'm coming home
0: i used to
2: listen to
0: Kobi Marimi won Israel's version of Rising Star, which has been Israel's selection process for the last several years. Uh, He actually was knocked out uh, before the semifinals, but they had a wildcard round uh, to kind of round out the field uh, after a couple of acts had to withdraw. And he got back into the competition, uh, delivered a rousing performance of Let It Be, and ended up winning the whole competition. He has a theater and opera background and won the Israeli equivalent of a Tony Award for uh, Most Promising Actor. Israel, uh, as the host country, they've already drawn their slot for the grand final. They'll be performing in slot 14, so kicking off the second half uh, of the festivities. Ben, what do you think of Home?
1: I have so many thoughts about that, but I think it's very appropriate that they're kind of in the middle of the show. Mm Mm-hmm cuz this one feels like it'd be hard to place very near the beginning or very near the end. Like at the at the beginning it's kind of it's going to slow down the proceedings, at the end it's going to slow down the proceedings. This song wants to be so serious and so moving and I just keep inappropriately laughing at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the visuals that have been released have not helped at all. Just the multiple Kobe Marimi heads, the dramatic lighting, just all of the live performances that I've seen of this, he has complained about sound stuff, which, fine, like, the pre-parties have had their, all of their various sound issues, but, like, he's, like, made them stop and start again, and no one Ooh. else really has. They've just kind of dealt with it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. if you're Unless you're Adele, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And even Adele was,
0: like, allowed one get-out-of-jail-free card, and then everybody was just like, girl, really? So... <laughs>
1: I, over the last week, I have been reading the various details that have been coming out of performances. What I have read has not helped, and I'm just very concerned that they're going to redo that Let It Be performance with dramatic lighting that felt very silly and had, like, his various backing singers just holding a lamp.
2: Hmm. Yeah. D- Dave, what do you think of this one? Oh, uh, this is just too much. <laughs> this is just, I mean, I i love me an overwrought song and singer like i like sam sam smith i own a josh groban cd and this is too much for me i can t- i can tell you the precise moment the song loses me and that is at the mountaintop <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes just the the phrasing and the dr- yeah and the feeling behind that f- yeah and then like i keep thinking it can't possibly pile on more melodrama and it does it does over and over again and by the time he gets to like the very end, it's just I uh yeah, it's just too much. This is very Broadway
0: in its presentation, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I mean, like, uh I, I think Australia's entry is also very Broadway in its presentation. But there's just I just find this so off-putting. And I, I think part of it might just be, like, he has a lilt in his voice that I just do not respond to, and it's I I feel like it's, like, part of his trademark, and, uh, so that's gonna be a problem, (laughs) but (laughs) um, it's also just lyrically and it's just really super uncomfortable given the context of like where this contest is. And yes, Eurovision is not a political contest, but there's, yeah, but there's a lot going on right now outside of Tel Aviv that is uh, just making this like, it's just making it kind of tone deaf. And yeah. Yeah, My other
2: issue with the lyrics is the, like the, now that you're in my life I am someone I am someone and it's just that really bugs me like, it, that takes me back to I was in a youth group and our uh, one of our adult advisors was I remember one time he he was just going off on the song You're Nobody Till Somebody Loves You and mm-hmm. like what a terrible message that is and this is kind of, this is Basically, the same thing for most of the song. Like, know, like, like we, work, we, work on yourself. We've,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll say when we've been talking about the songs this season, we've had a few where we've said, "Guys, come on, read the room." And uh, in fairness, if you look at a lot of the lead up to the competition, Israel has shown trouble in reading the room, and so this song kind of goes along with that.
0: Yeah, like, and I'm really concerned as to what is going to happen during this performance. If there's going to be any sort of shenanigans coming from the audience, this is going to be the performance that's going to have that. And it's just like, I'm just, I just feel like I'm going into this, just kind of bracing myself for, like, I don't want to call it unpleasantness, because it's just like, all right, if you're like shining a light on like what is happening outside of the arena, like that's, <laughs> this song doesn't help, but it also is just like, it, I'm, by like kind of binding me up this way, like it's just like, oh, I've already given this song way too much power in this conversation and it's just like yeah like you it, it's unearned i guess mm-hmm. so ugh.
1: yeah like Ew. all of, yeah all of it's kind of bombast and melodrama is just kind of weirdly unearned yeah i mean as as a we won last year and we do not want to win this year song it, it nails the brief mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that yes we did a good job and this is this is
2: passable and okay as a song and we're done and, thank you and it's also a song that doesn't sound like the other songs in the competition yeah, so Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> it's in the. I think it's in the best possible slot mm-hmm. to, yes. to come in right after a break, so that people kind of ease back into the comp, into the competition, oh. and then we'll, hopefully there will be something fun that can be put into the fifteen slot. Oh, I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Surely, there's something that watch all of the fun ones end up getting drawn into the first half, and then it's just like uh, nothing but ballads. The rest just of the just evening, just like staring uh, at the clock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the ticking clock. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. All right. Yeah, we we did it. We have we have talked about all 41 entries just in time for rehearsals to start.
0: Yeah. So. How do people feel about this year's field, huh?
2: This whole selection season, I've been saying there are a lot of songs that I really like, but there are not any that I've fallen in love with, aside mm-hmm. from Ukraine's. Uh, okay. And so that that love affair lasted all of two days. It was a brief weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, I mean, there are songs that I'm definitely hopeful for with the uh, that they'll just knock it out of the park uh, when it comes to when it comes to performance day. I kind of like that this year has felt so uncertain because we've had
1: more countries taking what I feel like are risks with their entry and going, sure, we're going to send this because this because 2019 is just weird. Uh, And I, I appreciate that. And I'm hoping some of the some of the risks they're being taken pay off. I think that's fair. But yeah, like I am. I am very intrigued to see what happens next Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's already here i can't like, believe it so, <laughs> whether
1: we're ready or not uh, it's here uh,
0: any final thoughts before we sign off
1: i mean I, I had one but i'm saving it for next week all right so
0: that's going to do it for this episode of the euro what thank you for listening the euro what podcast is hosted by mike mccomb that's me and ben smith That's me. Special thanks to our guest this week, Dave Steves. Dave, where can folks find you online?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at at David Steves. Steves is spelled S T E E V as in Verka Serduchka, E S.
0: You can find us on our website at EuroWhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EuroWhat. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us. Next week is Eurovision Week. I can't believe it. Uh, we'll be dropping our next episode on Monday with our semi final
2: predictions. Get excited!